0: This is the Latin Alternative podcast from WEXT Radio. Visit us online
1: at wextradio.org.
2: This is the Latin Alternative. Today we're honored to have a longtime friend of the show, Gustavo Sandolaja, with us for a very special takeover episode. Gustavo is one of the most influential and visionary artists in the history of Latin music. His production work on albums by Café Tacuba, Cuba, Julita Venegas and Molotov among many others single-handedly changed the very essence and sound of Latin rock. He has also won two Academy Awards for his work on movie soundtracks and is the leader of groundbreaking electro tango orchestra Bajo Fondo. This being a very short summary of his many accomplishments. Gustavo, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, man. thank you so much for that <laughs> presentation and I'm very, very happy to, uh, to share this time with you, Ernesto.
2: Well, let's get started with some music we're going to listen to. This is a brand new single that Bajo Fondo has released. Let's listen to it. It's Listo para Bailar and then we're going to talk a little bit about it, the background behind it. This is a Latin alternative. Today a very special guest, Gustavo Santolaje, which is listening to Listo para Bailar Bajo Fondo with Natalia Oreiro. Now Gustavo, I'm very interested about this. The new Bajo Fondo single includes a version in Russian with Uruguayan star Natalia Oreiro. Tell us a little bit about this new song.
0: Yeah, well, actually, you know, a, it combines both. There's an America version and a Russian version. But then, obviously, because people want it, we have a full version in, in Russian, a full version in Spanish. But actually, the song was conceived as a... Bilingual song. Uh, the story is uh, as follows. And Natalia Oreiro is from Uruguay, but has developed an incredible career in Argentina. She's very well known as a big movie star, but she also sings and she developed a relationship with a Russian audience for 20 years. She did a telenovela 20 years ago called Muñeca Brava and became a huge star in Russia. And she's been going there and, you know, singing. She fills stadiums. I mean, you're in a place that perhaps, you know, you can can see sting a uh, stadium of that size you know she can feel perhaps two of those you know and, and people sing uh her songs in in spanish so she has a deep connection uh, aside that is a friend she's married to a great guitar player ricardo mojo a dear friend of mine uh, from divididos and bajo fondo you know we have traveled and play around the world i mean we have been you know three three times in china four times in korea all over europe uh, we have gold records in greece you know the nordic countries in africa we have played everywhere latin america united states north america but uh, russia we never played but we know that we have a big audience there for those things, you know, never really happened. But for example, the Russian gymnastic team, the feminine Russian gymnastic team use Bajo Fondo music for their, they use it in the Olympics games and they use it for the routines. They use our music. So it became this idea because of the Uruguayan Argentinian connection that Bajo Fondo also has, because we are half Argentinians, half Uruguayans of doing and the Russian connection, because all of this to do this, Song, so we took a, a hit of Bajo Fondo, which was. Pa and uh, rework it. I mean, it's, a, it's a, new, like a new song, basically. It's a new melody, totally new melody, and lyrics that kind of reflect a little bit the moment that we're living, this special dark moment that we are living around the world, uh, and try to turn it, you know, in a way around and try to find something that we can still uplift our spirit, you know, through simply dancing. So Listo Pa is a little bit all of that.
2: Wonderful and today we have a very special challenge for you Gustavo because we asked you to pick only five songs uh, from your own career and five songs by artists that inspired you and the next song has a wonderful title Canción de Cuna. Para un niño astronauta. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Canción de Guna para un niño astronauta is a song that I wrote when I was 18 years old. 17, I believe, but let's say 18 years old. It came out in the album that I did when I was 18 years old, in my first album with Arcoiris. And uh, a few years ago, uh, just probably three years ago, I decided to do something that I've never did in my life before, which was to press the, the button of pause and try to look you know, how did I get here? You know, I'm always, you know, looking in front and not really looking, you know, be, what I've done. And I, I just, I wanted to really see how did I get here, you know, and I decided to review my career through my songs. And reviewing my songs, I found out, you know, a lot of things that were, re- that really interested me. Some some things is this permanent, this, uh so sort of atemporal, you know, out of time, uh, that some, some songs have. And Canción de Cuna para Nuestro Astronauta is for me one of the most modern songs that I've Wrote in my life, and it's still today. I think it's an extremely modern song, and so that's why I think uh, even you know some of your people from your audience might be interested in going and checking the original version, the Arcoiris version. But this is the version that I that I do now with uh, with the band that I tour uh, now. So this is Canción de Cuna para paranoína astronauta. This is Gustavo Santaolalla. you you're listening to The Latin Alternative, so keep on listening.
3: When the ghost of a sweet raving beast connects with your soul on the there will be The plague, open hearts, open minds So the world finally hears Is a tipping point past when we witness a life cut short Sin the honor got formed in the valley of last resort The point of the arrow. They fed us lies in the past and the road. Demanded by the people's court Send the honor God form
1: Listening to the Latin Alternative. And we have a special takeover episode with the legendary Gustavo Santolaja, artist, producer extraordinaire movie, film composer, recent documentary maker for the Netflix series Rompantolo. Anyway, that track was called Valley of Last Resort. It was Gustavo Santolaya and one of my favorite blues guitarists in recent years, Gary Clark Jr. And if you like what you're hearing on The Latin Alternative, please do follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Latin Alternative. On Twitter, our ID is latinalt. You can also stream the weekly podcast edition of the show by searching for The Latin Alternative on Spotify, Apple, and iHeartRadio or simply heading to the thelatinalternative.com. Gustavo, please tell us, how did that collaboration with Gary Clark Jr. come about from a, a recent film called Freak Power?
0: Well, uh, this song is... Uh, I was contacted to make a, 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 the, the musical score for for a movie called Freak Power: The Ballot or the Bomb, and it was a movie about this great journalist uh, Hunter Thompson, this radical journalist from the from the sixties. And uh, I scored the movie, and actually, you know, looking at the movie and you know seeing you know images of you know the civil rights movement, seeing you know images that connect with the killings of you know the Kennedys and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, and seeing the demonstrations of people, you know, the Democratic Convention in '68, Kent state and the you know the the students killed uh, the police brutality the racism and then you know Somehow watching the TV not that long ago, it was really incredible to see, you know, how pathetic, I mean, in a way, I mean, we've been, you know, all this year, it seems that nothing has changed, really. So once the movie was scored, there was a need for a song for the titles. And that uh, for that, you know, I thought, first of all, of a dear friend of mine and, and somebody that I admire deeply, which is Paul Williams. I had the chance to collaborate with him previously in a couple of songs for The Book of Life, the animated movie. That was our first collaboration. We've been working also in a musical version of Pan's Labyrinth uh, with him for some time now. And so I called Paul. That was very, very, I mean, natural for me to call him. And we decided to write a song that not only, you know, connected with the movie itself, but also with precisely this connection between those days and that time with today, you know. And to record the song, to sing the song, you know, which I mean, I play and I sing too, but as the lead singer and the lead guitar player, I contact somebody that I became friend with through Eric Clapton. You know, I had the the, the the honor to be invited by Eric Clapton to score the documentary about his life called, you know, Life in 12 Bars. And after that, he invited me to participate in Crossroads, this unbelievable festival with the greatest guitar players in the world. And that's where I met Gary Clark. I mean, once we finished our set, Gary came to congratulate us. He really liked uh, what we did. And uh, I thought, I mean, who could sing this song? I mean, it was tough to really find today a singer. Of, obviously, you will think of somebody like, you know, Bruce Springsteen or, you know, or Patti Smith or somebody like. But today, an, a, a, a musician of, of now, contemporary musician that could sing a song like this, and it was hard to find. And I thought Gary would, would be perfect. And he loved the song. And that's how it came to fruition.
2: And now we're going to listen to a track from a very special album that's also a favorite of mine. A record that seemingly came out of nowhere but stayed in everybody's heart and soul. I'm talking about Ron Rocco and with that in mind I wanted to ask you Gustavo, you recently have composed music for video games, for television series. At one point you wrote a musical based on Bajo Fondo. You also invested in a winery in your native Argentina what is it do you think that drives this prodigious creativity of yours
0: well leaving aside, which I think I mean it could it could add a little bit of spice to this concept that I'm gonna uh, tell you but when I you know think about what is really that the reason that I do what I do I immediately sort of go back to when I was a little kid and ask my dad, what did he want me to be when I grew up, you know? And my dad was a a tremendous, incredible man and a great inspiration for me uh, all my life. I lost him when I was very young, but I remember every... Thing That he told me, you know, and uh, so when when pushed, because he just wanted me to be whatever I wanted to be, but when pushed to say, no, but tell me that, I mean, what what would you like me to be when I grow up? He said, well, I mean, if you ask me like this, I have to, well, probably or either uh, a doctor, you know, a medical doctor or a priest. And uh, I thought, well, you know, I actually didn't become any of those, but in a way, a little bit of those. You know, I think that uh, what I do with music somehow, you know, can heal people, you know, and can, can make them, you know. And it has a definitely a spiritual connection. I, I realized the connection between music and the spiritual world since I was Five, and I started playing uh, guitar. But uh, I really think that uh, what I do basically, or, or the, the, the motor that pushes and propels uh, my creativity is. Something that has to do with trying to affect people in a positive way, trying to use this gift to actually, you know, move people, you know, to make them or either, you know, reflect on on something or either, you know, being motivated, inspire them or just, you know, have a good time. Forget about something also. And uh, in that case, you know, wine can also (laughs) serve as that, you know, as, as something that can open a conversation and uh, open your heart to obviously you know everything in moderation including moderation
2: and this is certainly true about this record ron rocco we're gonna listen to iguazu this is um this is a real i mean this is the epitome of a solo album isn't it gustavo
0: yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a, it's a magical album. It's an album that took 13 years to be made, you know. It was uh, recordings that I did with my dear friend, you know, brother and uh, companion of uh, of the road, uh, Aníbal Kerpel. You know, we were recording these pieces of mine that actually were never meant to be anywhere but for, for me, in a way, you know. I mean, uh, so... I was contacted by Jaime, but not by Hametros but by a record company to actually put together a compilation by Jaime Torres. Jaime Torres, for people that don't know, is was because he passed away a few years ago. But one of the greatest Charango players in the world, if not the greatest, mm-hmm. but one of the greatest, definitely, with Ernesto Cabur. And for me to meet him was kind of like a ravi shankar of the Charango, you know, so people can understand a little bit. So when I met him, I uh, I was, you know, so 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 impressed and a little bit, you know, afraid in in a way too, you know, intimidated. But mm-hmm. I wanted to show him what I did with you you know, with these instruments, with the charango and the ronroco. And uh, so finally, uh, you know, I I gave him, I remember at the time, a cassette. And I told him, "Eh, Jaime, this is something that some friends of mine do. Three days later, he called me and he said, You play here. You can't fool me. You're playing here and you should make a record. And I said, Well, you know, I was a little bit afraid because I don't play with your technique and uh, I, you know, just do because I I finger pick, which usually, I mean, you don't do with those instruments, you know. And he said, No, listen, there's no rules about you have captured the spirit of these instruments. You should make a record. And that's so the next six months was trying to put together all the recordings that I had and then record some new stuff. One piece, actually, that I did uh, with him, too. And that's when, when I recorded Iwasu. And Iwasu has become such a piece, you know, that everybody wanted to use. You know, it's been in the Sadie Porter movie. It's been in a Michael Mann movie. It's, but at a time, it was one of the most hated pieces by film composers because it, when directors temp their movies, they used to uh, be Iwasu... <laughs> (laughs) Every time for, you know, because the track seems to, I remember Michael Mann, the first time it was Michael Mann's in The Insider. And when I got a phone call from Michael Mann's office that he wanted to meet with me because he was using a track of Rocco in the movie, I thought, man, what is this? I mean, this is a contemporary movie. And when I saw the scene with him, I could tell that he was working unbelievably well and then so that's the story it is uh, Osvaldo Golijov has defined it as a, almost like a classical piece you know like a, like he thinks that it's a, like a classic piece of the classical world
2: well I'm very pleased that Gustavo Santolalla picked track from Ron Rocco because it's definitely a personal favorite here he is with Iwasu
1: You are tuned in to The Latin Alternative and a special takeover episode with Gustavo Santolaya. He may not be a household name, but if you're a fan of Latin alternative music, Latin rock, you definitely need to get to know him. Of course, Gustavo has produced some iconic artists over the years, ranging from Juane, Smolotov, Maldita Vecindad, Café Tacuba. But of course, he also makes some incredible music of his own. That track we heard, Ando Rodando, came from his album, Santolaya. And uh, just as a side note, for any of you who are Netflix subscribers, please do check out this amazing film that Gustavo was executive producer of called Rompan Todo or Break It All is a history of the Latin rock movement or rock en español or rock en tu idioma. It's many different variations that genre has been called over the years.
0: Ando Rodano is a song that kind of like, you know, resumes uh, a little bit of my my quest in life. And it's also related to this sort of, you know, fever of for travelling that I that I had you know from a very early age you know when i was a little kid i used to go to embassies and look for brochures you know and i dreamt about uh, travelling to you know different countries around the world i i come from a little town in the outskirts of Buenos Aires, called Ciudad Jardín. I, you know, grew up with dirt roads. I mean, when I left uh, um, home, uh, they, we still didn't ha- had pavement. You know, I finally did. You know, my dream came true, and I've been around the world uh, several times, literally <laughs> around the world. And uh, Ando Rodando sort of, you know, expresses that that thing. Andorodando means, you know, like going sort of rolling. You know,
1: you are tuned in to the Latin alternative. Como estas? You're plugged in to The Latin Alternative.
2: And now we're moving on to a segment of this Takeover episodes that I really treasure. This is where we're going to ask our guest Gustavo Santolaya to pick a handful of tracks by other artists that played a big part in his musical education or inspired him in some way. Gustavo, we have a number of, of your picks here. We have some favorites in common. What is your first pick for us today?
0: Uh, my first pick is a track by who else, By the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles really changed my life. Uh, although I was playing guitar since I was five years old and I had my f- first folk group when I was 10 and I, I had my first electric guitar when I was 12 years old. When I was 13 and I saw the Beatles, I knew that that was what I wanted to do in my life, to put together a band and to make music, and that was it. You know, they changed for me. They're, you know, one of the greatest cultural events of the last century. So uh, I picked, it, it's very hard to pick a Beatles song. I mean, you know, there's so many that have influenced me, but uh, I picked in my life because I think it's a, it's just a beautiful song and talks about the things were, in a way, I mean, connected to the identity, to, you know, to who we are, where do we come from. But it's also a love song. So, and it's one of those, it's very, I think, not the very beginning because he has written already songs like uh, I'm a Loser, you know, but it's the the, the 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 beginnings, you know, of Lennon starting to write things that were really not so much, you know, boy meets girl, but things that reflect a deeper views on life in general, you know. I could have picked, you know, across the universe, I could have picked Strawberry Fields, I could have picked so many other songs, but uh, definitely in my life is one of my favorites. There are
4: places
5: traveling in some vehicle I'm sitting in some cafe a defector from the petty wars it shall shut love away there's
4: comfort in melancholy when there's no to explain, it's just as natural as the weather in this
2: buddhist sky today. This is a Latin alternative, we just travel back to the year 1976 with Gustavo Santolalla as our special. Musical Guide, we listened to Johnny Mitchell and Hegira. I was shocked, uh, Gustavo, because Hegira actually is one of my all-time favorite albums regardless of genre, I just adore this record Hejira, such a great song. Why did you pick uh, Johnny Mitchell?
0: Well, Johnny Mitchell is one of great in- inspirations in-, in my life as a songwriter. I mean, she's definitely an unbelievable lyricist. Also, you know, the, the the use of open tunings and the connection between different styles of music because, you know, she has definitely a folk background, but also, you know, definitely a jazz uh, there is present in in, in in her harmonies and stuff. And I find Hejira as Really, a peak in in her career as as a composer, as an interpreter, and uh, there's so many songs. I mean, in all her career, but in that al- just in that album, I mean, you know, "Refugee of the Roads" and "Song for Sharon" and Amelia and uh, Coyote. I mean, it's like it's just unbelievable. Uh, she's she's amazing. I, I I think I mean she's uh, obviously today with this wonderful change that we're seeing in the world of really a truly appreciation of women i think uh, in a way i mean she's uh, she's been a, a pioneer in a while of that i mean really pushing uh, the envelope as a as a composer in a world dominated by uh, men and you know surpassing <laughs> and lots of them you know most of of other uh, singer songwriters she's truly amazing
2: and now we're going to go to the very essence of south american folklore and it makes sense because Gustavo's music, there is so much of the heart of folk in his own music. Gustavo, you picked the track by Atahualpa Yupanqui from Argentina.
0: Yes, well, the same thing goes to Atahualpa, I mean, there's so many uh, tracks that Atahualpa could uh, we could pick of Atahualpa, but uh, I found in, uh, in him a tremendous inspiration, not only in the songwriting, but also in his guitar playing.
6: no engraso los ejes me llaman abandonado porque no engraso los ejes me llaman abandonado si a mi me gusta que suenen pa que los quiero engrasar si a mi me gusta que suenen Pa que los quiero engrasar, es demasiado aburrido seguir y seguir la huella, es demasiado aburrido seguir. Y seguir la huella, demasiado largo el camino sin nada que me entretenga. Necesito silencio, yo no tengo en qué pensar. No necesito silencio, yo no tengo en qué pensar. Tenía Perú hace tiempo, ahora ya no pienso más. Tenía Perú hace tiempo. Ahora ya no pienso más Los ejes de mi carreta Nunca los voy a engrasar
1: Been listening to the Latin Alternative and a special takeover episode with the legendary Latin rock producer. Gustavo Santolaya, who's also an amazing artist, film composer, wears many different hats, member of Bajo Fondo, the Electro Tango group. We were talking to Gustavo about some of the artists and songs that influenced him and his favorite songs. He picked one of my personal favorites, Guinevere from Crosby, Stills & Nash. Can't go wrong with that track. And uh, if you like what you're hearing on The Latin Alternative, please do follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Latin Alternative. And on Twitter, our ID is LatinAlt. You can also stream the weekly podcast, edition of the show by searching for The Latin Alternative on Spotify, Apple or iHeartRadio or simply heading to thelatinalternative.com
0: Tell us about that song, Gustavo. Well, that song, I mean, uh, for me connects in a way to Atahualpa Yupanqui because it has a milonga uh, rhythm. It's a song by by one of, also great inspiration one of the artists that has inspired me immensely, which is David Crosby Uh, from his days in the birds to obviously Crosby's Nash and Young to also his solo work you know he's he produced the first Johnny Mitchell album by the way and he taught Johnny Mitchell open tunings so he's a a guy that is connected you know for for, in many ways to things that I liked and that I love but this this track is exquisite and uh, it is from the first Crosby Sills Nash album I just it, it had to be there definitely Miles Davis has done a beautiful version of this song by the way
2: Gustavo, tell us about your last selection by Eduardo Rovira.
0: One more time, and this is the last one. That also, there's many tracks. We could have been, you know, Tango en tres, we could have picked Que lo paren o La Depre. But uh, I picked uh, Bobé, I think it, it resumes a little bit of things because you can see the electric guitar and the use of the bass. I mean, he has a fantastic album called Sónico, which is uh, electric guitar, bass, electric bass and bandoneon. And uh, Eduardo Rovira is a guy that unfortunately died without really, you know, getting to develop his career as, you know, Astor did. But he is the other guy because there's been a lot of modernists, you know, after Astor, but that always end up trying to sound or kind of like Piazzolla. Rovira is the only one that actually really had something else to say. And no, it's not a coincidence also that he not only did tango, you know, inspired I mean, music with Mandonian, but he did also folk, Argentinian folk. You know, so he has chacarera, he has di- different things. And uh, he has been a tremendous inspiration for Bajo Fondo too. He's one of our biggest, much more so than Piazzolla. We love Astor and I love Piazzolla, don't get me wrong. But Rovira I think, you know, that has been someone that is not really valued as I think he should. And it's, I think it's a matter of time also, anyhow.
2: Well, here he is, Eduardo Rovira with Boven. Gustavo Santolaya. thank you for the music. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you so much, Ernesto, once again, for giving me the opportunity to share a few moments uh, with your audience. And uh, congratulations on this great program. <laughs>
5: (音楽) ¶¶¶¶